0: Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the mindful podcast. Hello and welcome to Growing the Good, the mindful podcast with me your host Neil West and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. Oh good. And you? I'm super duper, thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. What have you got in store for me today? Well, I thought today we would do Neil's top 10 mindful movies.
1: So oh. Ta- sit,
0: sit down, relax, oh. get out your popcorn. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through my top 10 mindful movies. Okay. So So what made you think about movies and films? Um, well, people like watching movies. Yeah. Movies are a reflection, an illusion of, of, of reality. Yeah. You know, they, they they change our perception of things, don't they? Okay, um, yeah, okay, Go <laughs> I don't know if my choices yeah. do but that's okay, don't expect like the piano or bridges <laughs> or anything like that. Right, so number ten, nineteen eighty no, sorry, nineteen ninety eight I got the Truman Show. Oh. Jim yeah, so. it's Jim Carrey's finest performance. Yeah. So, as an insurance salesman, Jim Carrey is oblivious to the fact that his entire life is a TV show, and his family members are merely actors. As he starts noticing things and uncovers the truth, he decides to escape. Okay, so if you remember the scene where the the sky is literally yes. falling, you know, and he realizes that everything around him is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mindful message. Um. The mindfulness, I don't know, I guess, I guess. Well, to some extent, we're all happy to accept what we perceive to be reality. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's possible to break free from this way of thinking. Everything we see is an illusion. Um, as we grow this awareness, we start to awake to reality. So, you know, in a sense, you look up at the sky and that's not going to fall on you. But how much around us is artificial, how much of, it, of what we mm-hmm. see is is, is um, you know, an illusion in a sense, not really. Mm. And as we start to pay attention, we tend to see more beyond that and we yeah. see the reality of the situation. Because that scene when he starts to realise and he waits and he was waiting for the car going past and the the right, same, yeah. yeah, same person, isn't so it? Yeah, same person. And it's about, if you think about it, the premise of the film is that he's this middle aged man, isn't he? And how many years has he been going through that and not noticed? He's been living. It's that uh, the Andy Puddicum, isn't it, he's walked down the same mm-hmm. road every day, day after day, year after year, fallen in the same hole, mm-hmm. never had the ability to walk around it. And as we grow our awareness, we grow our awareness of mm-hmm. these holes in the road and we're able to at first walk around them and then perhaps choose a different street altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's my number 10. You like that want. Yeah, no. yeah, I like that one. Okay. Similar, you can't keep putting your cup down know, because I'm it bangs ch- on, the, on the podcast. Apologies. It's very chilly in here today, so <laughs> I need to just <laughs> oh, keep me warm. Okay, the world's sweet. smallest place. Slaving violin. in all, in all temperatures. Not the get, we, we must We must get the podcast out <laughs> from rain or yeah. snow or hail or sleet. going to be... Plane and I'm too hot in a few weeks I think it's going <laughs> the weather's gonna change mm, stop feel. stop stop banging your water bottle there, <laughs> the anyway. uh, number nine 1999 the matrix oh um, yeah. Depicting a dystopian future in which reality, as perceived by most humans, is actually a simulated reality called the Matrix, created by sentient machines to subdue the human population while their bodies heat and electrical activity used as an energy source. A renewable energy source, quite an eco message, I think, but that's not where we're going with it. I, I feel like I understand the Matrix much more just after that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that what it's about? Yeah. Oh, Computer programmer Neil learns this truth and is drawn into a rebellion against the machines, which involves other people who have also been freed from this dream world. Okay, so mindful messages. Well, I guess it's about... It's another, again, it's it's another illusion. Yeah, you're yeah. accepting it and then when you... Um, there's, a, there's a discussion in the film about what fate as opposed to free will. There's a sense that Neo is somehow chosen by the oracle, that he has a fate to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So in mindfulness, how do we feel about this? Is the universe already kind of pre-arranged and things just happen? Or do you change things by your behavior? You know, We've, we've kind yeah. of had this discussion before. Yeah. mindfulness. Um, so there's the sense of this oracle that he is somehow representative of a fate, that he has a job to do, a journey to go on. But there's also the symbolism of the mirrors. Right? Mm-hmm. So, in the movie, mirrors are often seen as a, um, a, a way of looking through into the Matrix, and mirrors themselves are an illusion. When you look into a mirror, you do not see yourself, you see a, an illusion yeah. of yourself as a reflection. So that's used consistently through the film, that mirrors embody the illusion. So everything in this movie is an illusion. And what I thought was interesting was that in previous versions of the Matrix, The computer had tried to create perfection, they created a perfect world for humans to live in, but the humans couldn't cope with this. They reacted against it It caused great suffering, war and destruction. So it's only in the current world where there is suffering that humans can cope, that we need that level, that dimension of suffering. Mindfulness. There are uh, oh, good the, and bad emotions, yeah. there are just emotions. There are just emotions, and, and you need the rub, you need the earth, yeah. the mud for the lotus to grow, don't you? Yeah. Um, so humans can't live in a world without suffering, it's part of our condition, which is an interesting yeah. message I think in the film. Mm. Okay, uh, so that's yeah. my number nine movie. Okay. Okay. Number eight, I've gone for Scrooged from 1988. Oh, a real Christmas carol. Okay, story. and I could have chosen any kind of adaptation of A Christmas yeah. Carol. Um, because really like it's that, the idea, Yeah, that we're, you know Jacob Marley carries the burden of the chains he's forged yes. in life and I sometimes use this analogy when we talk to people when we do the adult mindfulness you know when you look back and you think about all things that cause you suffering it's your choice to carry those burdens those mm-hmm. chains in fact and it's equally your opportunity to put them down but it seems counterintuitive people don't seem able to be open to the idea that you can just stop carrying that burden around, you know, the upset that was caused to you, the difficulty you experienced. It's not something, but our minds don't like us to put it down because that's what our minds are built from. They're built from these difficult experiences. So our minds kind of tell us we must cling to them, whereas our real selves, you can just put them down. Okay. Um, So in Scrooged, the Murray is unable to alter his past. In spite of the regret he carries, nor is he able to influence the future. You know, Scrooge sees the images of his past and future, but he can't change them, he can't interact with them in any way. Um, so the only moment he can affect is the present moment. It's the only moment that any of us can live in, the only moment that's real. Once he's enlightened in a metaphysical sense, through this awareness and awakening, so then he's enlightened to his own sufferings and cravings, and to the needs of others around him. I like that. So, his salvation mm-hmm. comes from his awakening to present moment us. Yeah. Which is mindful, isn't it? Yeah, very mm, mindful. Very mindful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So, number seven um, from 1995 is the movie Babe. Obviously inspired by the, the sheep pig, Dick King Smith. The pig, I was like, is this pig, pig one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> la la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> I you get that one. <laughs> Okay. A gentle farmer, Arthur Hoggett, wins a piglet named Babe at a county fair, narrowly escaping his fate as Christmas dinner when Farmer Hoggett decides to show him at the next fair. Babe bonds with motherly border collie fly and discovers that he too can herd sheep. But will the other farm animals, including Fly's jealous husband Rex, accept a pig who doesn't conform to the farm's social hierarchy? Okay, so where do you think I'm going with Babe as a mindful movie? Oh, I guess it, it is it about that you know you can change. That. It's about you don't have to sit in a box, do you? You don't have to, don't have to follow that path. You can ah. open your mind to opportunities, yeah. self development, growth. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. If we find our purpose in life, it's an icky guy, isn't it? it, it so, is. what's your purpose for living? Um, So if we find our purpose in life, because Babe, obviously, you know, his purpose was to be Christmas dinner, so when it doesn't become Christmas dinner, what's it all about? What's his purpose then? Can he change his his fate? Can he change his his path? Um, So, yeah, if we find our purpose in life, we can achieve anything as long as we believe we can. Affirmations. And we can handle anything and anyone if we act with care and love and patience. Babe achieves transidence, building a sense of community among a group of animals and humans. That see the world defined by limitation. So we often mm. see ourselves surrounded by people who define the world by limitation rather than openness and opportunity. Mm. Mm. Okay, yes, yes, yes. yeah, right. okay. Yeah, so that's number well. seven. Yeah. Number six, 1980, best movie ever made The Blues Brothers. Oh, Blues Brothers. Mm. Well, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, my favorite movie. Oh. Um, when they learn their childhood orphanage is about to be torn down, Brothers Jake and Elwood Blues set out to save it by reuniting their old R&B band for a fundraising performance. So, any ideas? Where might I be leading with mindfulness and the Blues Brothers? I have no idea with this one. Is a good answer. <laughs> yeah. So, it's about transcendence. Right. So, thanks. this is where the Blues Brothers appreciate that they are part of something bigger than themselves. They are in mm-hmm. fact on a mission from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, do you remember the James Brown gospel choir do, scene? Yeah. yeah? And, and, and Jake I have seen the light he says, we're going to put the band together, we're on a mission from God. So he's seen that they are part of something much bigger than themselves, there is a purpose that they're called to serve which is bigger than themselves. So that's okay. the point of the transcendence, okay. and it was one of those paths to authentic happiness wasn't it, when you feel part yeah. of something that's bigger than yourself that has a purpose beyond, uh, beyond your own immediate experience yeah. okay. Okay. Um, also the Blues Brothers themselves carry no grudges no matter what happens to them they simply accept things are as they are you know, people shoot at them, things get blown up, they just dust themselves off and continue on their mission. They don't carry suffering in that respect, you know, thinking about, well, why is this happening to me? Why are they doing that? You know, they, they maintain their openness. The 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 beginner's mind in a sense, they're quite naive and innocent in some respects. They're yeah. open and curious about the world, even when the world tries to kill them all the time. So there's that aspect of them that they don't carry grudges and they're not judgmental. Um unlike everybody else in the movie. So if you think of all the other characters in the movie, they've all got an axe to grind, they've all yeah. got a kind of cross to bear, a burden, a grudge, you know, they're, they're all full of judgment, um, and it causes them to be unhappy. And really, only through association with the Blues Brothers do people find true meaning, in the end. <laughs> After a big <laughs> car chase and lots of police yeah. cars get destroyed. Mm-hmm. So there you go, so that's my yeah. number six, the Blues Brothers, we on a mission from God, mindful movie. Okay. okay? Uh, number five 1994 Forrest Gump. Oh, yes. uh, right. Do you want to pitch for Forrest Gump? For um, it's got to be that kind of. Life is like a box job. Yeah, that beginner's mind kind of, beginner's innocence mind. of innocence of innocence. Forrest Gump, um, and yeah, yeah, how he kind of. That positivity just looks mm. the, the positives and everything, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, not even the positives. Life's like Box Trapper. You never know. You what never you know. Again again. Yeah, it's good and bad. But yeah. You just take it. it's right, yeah. Yeah. Slow witted Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks, has never thought of himself as disadvantaged. And thanks to his supportive mother, he leads anything but a restricted life. Whether dominating on the gridiron as a college football star, fighting in Vietnam, or captain, uh, captain, uh, captaining <laughs> even, mm. a shrimp boat, Forrest inspires people with his childlike optimism. So he's got beginner's mind, yeah? yeah, curiosity and optimism. So a box of chocolates. Life is made up of beautiful unpredictability. You may not know what each day holds, but you can be confident that each day will hold something amazing. Okay? Not every kind of chocolate is our type of chocolate. Sometimes in life we encounter a situation that may not be pleasant, but we must move forward with a positive mindset through it all. Some days inevitably will be an orange cream. Oh, coffee. Oh, coffee cream. I like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then we'll come on to this. So uh, each individual chocolate is unique. Much like life, each day has a unique gift to offer that we must embrace in the days that come. Each chocolate is meant to be savoured slow down and enjoy the beautiful experience of life because each day is meant to be cherished and enjoyed to the absolute fullest. And life is better when it's shared with someone because they'll like the orange creams and you'll like the coffee oh, yeah. creams. Yeah? Uh, so life is best when you're surrounded by loved ones to enjoy all that life has to offer with companionship. Do you remember the feather? The film opens with a feather falling and it closes with a feather. Oh does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. subtle. Um, but that's a symbolism of the cycle of life and death. Okay, so it kind of opens oh, the and closes answer. with a white feather um, and then there's this sense of when Forrest does something he just does it you know so like taking that hand says when you are washing the dishes simply wash the dishes it's an opportunity to disengage that storytelling mind so when Forrest runs he just runs when he plays ping pong he just plays ping pong his mind is not telling stories so it's yeah. that being in the present moment and, and, and being engaged with the thing that you're doing in that moment yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Horace Gump. Mindful movie. Number four. Bill Murray's second appearance. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. So Phil, Bill Murray, is a TV weather reporter and Rita Randy McDowell is his producer. They go to report on a Groundhog Day festival in the small town of Punxsutawney. Phil's tired of his job and is planning to leave his current job for another broadcaster. After reporting on the February 2nd, on the way back heavy snow stops the traffic and they have to return back and stay the night in the town. Next day Phil finds out the date is still the 2nd of February. He starts to see things as the previous day. The only person aware of this is himself. The rest of the people live their lives as if it's their first time. Although he behaves in a rude and selfish manner at the start, Phil doesn't become another person, one that's totally different from the one that we know. He just starts to learn and notice what's happening outside of himself. Developing present moment's awareness. In Groundhog Day, Murray finds himself trapped in that present moment forever. At first, he experiences the same sufferings and traumas he always felt, but gradually he becomes increasingly aware of all the conditions of happiness that exist in that one day. He learns to play the piano, does if you remember? Mm. Skull dice <laughs> He gradually becomes aware of all the conditions of happiness, just as we can a- acknowledge the conditions of happiness that exist for us right now in this moment and we can then be spurred the harsh lesson of learning from our mistakes over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's a good example of how we already have all these capacities within ourselves. You know, mindfulness does not change you as a person. You already have and are everything that you need. Mm. What mindfulness does is it trains you to have a greater awareness of your strengths and to use them in ways that are helpful to you and others. he discovers that he does have compassion and kindness and generosity of spirit and the rewards that come with that when he shares them with us. Mm. 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 Okay. So go. Groundhog oh, Day. Top three now. Number four. Right. So next one is Grown Dog Day. No, it's not. No. <laughs> oh. oh. No. Number three. It is 1986's Ferris Bueller's Day Oh, classic. Bueller. Bueller? Anybody? <laughs> right, <clears throat> so Ferris Bueller, Matthew Broderick, has an uncanny skill at cutting classes and getting away with it. Intending to make one last out before graduation, Ferris calls in sick, borrows a Ferrari, and embarks on a one day journey through the streets of Chicago. On Ferris's trail is high school principal Jeffrey Jones Rooney, determined to catch him in the act in a sense it's the opposite of of Groundhog day they've only got one day and they've got to pack as much experience into that one day as they possibly can okay mindful movie how is this mindful do you think um I don't know, I suppose it is, gra- like you say, living in the moment. Living in the moment, it certainly does finding conditions written. for gratitude yeah. and happiness. Yeah. As the closing credits roll, you might not remember this, as the film is going off the credits roll, and um, Ferris Bueller appears for one last time and says, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Mm-hmm so that's like the yeah. closing pitch yeah. of the movie so this is that uh, we tell the story of the, 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 the horse you know the guy rushes past on the horse and they yeah. shout where are you going and he says I don't know ask the horse as the horse thunders past and it's this idea that we most of all live our lives in autopilot we don't notice what's going on around us mm-hmm. we're rushing from activity to activity daydreaming and letting social media fill every moment of downtime from dawn to dusk there's stimulation and distraction then we fall into bed unsure of what we even did that day or even yeah. what day It was to be honest. Remembering to pause throughout the day can be one of the most transformative things you can do in your life. If you're one of those minds that runs all over the place and creates a lot of anxiety, as well as having trouble focusing long enough to do anything meaningful, pressing the pause lets you step out of that. So, Mm -hmm. Ferris Bueller, press the pause, enjoy life, stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Or the petrol from the Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. Yeah, ah. I'm just seen the sounds This is a my to watch list. Ah, right. Are so you going to give me I was any to say spoilers? N- n- no, ish. With the, I'll, I shall try not to spoil yeah. it for you then, because I was going to say, have you seen the banshees in the show have but is on my list. Right, okay. But I think I might put for it. I think. I like to watch Ferris Gump again now, I think oh, I quite like that. Right. But yeah, no, it is on my list, it is on my list You shot me in, the talks. <laughs> right, so, let me try and talk about the Banshees of Inisherin without spoiling it for people who've yeah. not seen it. On a remote island off the coast of Ireland, Patrick is devastated when his buddy Colm suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship. Okay, not spoiling it for you. No, no, you've, you've seen that's a bit, yeah. a bit better, isn't it, is not With help from his sister and a troubled young islander, Patrick sets out to repair the damaged relationship by any means necessary. However, as Colm's resolve when he strengthens, he soon delivers an an ultimatum that leads to shocking consequences. Right, so do you know what he does? No. Right, okay, I shall try not to spoil it for you then. I don't know why, why... Hmm? I don't know why that he's not friends with them. Man. Well, it's never made clear, so I'm not right. spoiling that for right. you. You've got to make your own mind up what's going on, in a sense. Yep. So, possibilities are the film takes place during the end of the Irish Civil War. Hmm. Is it a metaphor for the war itself? Like the feud between Colin and Patrick, it's futile. It causes nothing but suffering for everyone Is involved. So, in a sense, there's no reason for them to fall out. One's just decided he doesn't want to be friends with the oh. other anymore. Okay, Or. Colm reveals he doesn't want to be friends because Patrick is boring. He's a drain on his creative brain. Mm -hmm. So, Colm is the one who plays the violin in the pub, you Mm -hmm. see. He wants to be a musician. He wants to be Mozart. He wants to be remembered. But he knows if he sits in the pub drinking all day with his mates, Mm -hmm. he's never going to achieve anything. So, it's a sense of he's not achieving what he's capable of, and his friend is the one holding him back. There's a possibility, I'm not telling you what happens, you, you can make your own mind up. Um, Patrick is no sophisticated, but he has a good heart, and he doesn't take the hint. The two could be said to embody contrasting existential, even religious types, those who live for posterity, than those who exist only in the moment. So Patrick is just completely in the moment. Okay? He's just there to go to, for the crack, you know, go to the pub, to chat, to talk, to have a drink, look after his donkey. <laughs> Whereas Colm has this sense of history, of, of of musicality, of art, creativity, and wants to be immortalised yeah. for his for his mm-hmm. talent. Okay. Now, self mutilation is an element of the movie. Are you aware of this? No. Right. So, this we have to be careful not to spoil it for you. So, I won't say exactly what in, is employed. However, it's a key feature of the film. Right. So this then is from a, a sort of Zen tradition. Right? So self-mutilation is a demonstration of sincerity. Think of um, Van Gogh cutting off his ear. That's probably mm-hmm. a safe one to talk about yeah. rather than spoil the film. Right? So why did he cut off his ear? Was it to show that he was serious, that he was sincere, to, be, you know, to, to people truly to believe his authenticity? You know, so that's one aspect mm-hmm. that if somebody really is determined to show that they mean business then they will sever part of their body to show you this is how serious I am okay? um, in the Zen tradition there's sto- I mean, but these tro- they're not necessarily meant to be truths but yeah. they're stories that were told of people who would kind of cut off their eyelids or cut off their arm to mm-hmm. convince a teacher that they should take them as a student I'm so serious I would cut my arm off if you refuse to teach me kind of thing So there's that aspect of it. Um, So the shock of physical suffering distracts the conceptual mind, freeing it for enlightenment and to see the true nature of things. So if you say, right, well, this body is an illusion like everything is illusion, therefore I will free myself of this body and then I will be able to see the reality, things as they truly are. Um, Or is it that a willingness to sacrifice yourself, even in part, is um, a way to obtain... Immortality. You know, if you think about the kind of Christ-like sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, that that is a way to be immortal, it's to sacrifice one's body. Mm-hmm. So they're my three kind of mm-hmm. theorems, if you like, mm-hmm. about, you know, how um, self-mutilation is the mindful act. But I'm not encouraging it, listeners mm-hmm. out there, I'm just raising the question, <laughs> don't pay yourself. <laughs> right, so, so that's my number oh. two Banshee of Inner yeah, you want to see it now, mm. don't you? And I do, well it is on the list and so I was like, no don't mm. spoil it. Well I you hope I've not spoiled it for No you have because yeah. the trailer tells you quite a lot. So. Well this is it, I've not strayed yeah. too far from what you've no. known from watching the trailer. Um, number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a wonderful life. 1946, remember, yeah. George Bailey has so many problems, he's thinking about ending it all, and it's Christmas. As the angels discuss George, we see his life in flashback. As George is about to jump from a bridge, he ends up rescuing his guardian angel Clarence, who then shows George what his town would have looked like if it hadn't been for all his good deeds over the years. Into being. And the many connections we make with each other, and the fulfilment we experience when we're part of a community. So again, transcendence, you know, part of something bigger than ourselves. Each man's life touches so many others, explains Clarence Oddbody, angel second class. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Growing good, each good deed inspires others. In the alternative reality, a ship full of soldiers in World War II die because they weren't saved by the war hero brother that George saved from drowning. The town chemist goes to jail for decades for the accidental death of a kid. The whole town warps into a den of vice and slums because George's greedy nemesis, the immortal Henry Potter, goes unimpeded. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can, as John Wesley apparently didn't actually say as I had thought. (laughs) I know you thought he'd said Mm. that as well. Apparently he didn't, but it's a good quote still isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. Ah, that was good. Um, Does reflect my taste, I appreciate. (laughs) We only, we only strayed once, post uh, 1999 I think but other than that there's my top 10 mindful movies but of course we'd like to hear from people oh, you yes, what would yeah. be in your top 10 yeah so if you would like to um, contact us with your top 10 or indeed any other um, comments we'd love to hear from you so you can find us on Facebook mm-hmm. where we are One Together CIC you can email us at one together cic at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can contact us through our website, website. which is one together cic.co.uk. But for now, this is Growing the Good, the Mindful, the mindful Podcast, podcast and, we'll and we'll see you next time. time. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.